Chapin, are we recording? Yes, sir. Outstanding. Guys, thanks a lot for hanging out with the K101 Podcast. Bright and early this Saturday morning. You know, our brains work different. Some of us are vanilla. Some of us are kinky. Some of us are ethically non-monogamous. And apparently, those of you who fall into that category, you swinger, you poly peeps, you ethically non-monogamous people, you look at romance and sex differently than the rest of us. And we're going to talk about that right now. The K101 podcast is intended for an adult audience, exclusively for people who are both mature and intellectually self-aware enough to comprehend the gravity and the responsibility of the sexual content contained in the discussion that follows. Those under the age of 18 are requested and expected to discontinue this feed now. I know you're going to dig this. You guys are absolutely going to dig this. Thanks a lot for joining the K101 podcast on Saturday morning. I'm your host, Mr. Nominella Trist. Off to my right, your stage left over on Randy Andy. Cersei and Knotts is still with us. Hello, dear. Love the green corset, darling. Thank you. It looks Ow. outstanding. You know, you're dressing appropriately. <laughs> our show. <laughs> hey, spoiler alert. Wednesday, there's a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Wall Street yells at me. A couple Not times. Not quite. Well, he raised his voice, he said. But I love him. So, speaking of... In the Panage Gallery, a senior producer who's also sitting in the interactive chair. And I don't know if he'll be in the chat on Saturday morning or not. Probably. Wall Street. You can kiss your friend. You can kiss your mom. You kiss your friend's mom. That's the start of a great porno. <laughs> <laughs> Over in the Panage Gallery. Can he Mike? <laughs> That's good, Wall Street. <laughs> Stinger Switch. Howdy. Sawdust Stud. Uh, sodded. 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 All right. Sodded. Sodded. Oh, no. Sodded. That's, that's, that's They're not just correcting you. people. A sodded. Oh, okay. Sodded. Like, what's okay. up? A sodded. All right. I'm with They'll you now. Know. I'm tracking. People in the comments will know. People in the comments will know. <laughs> <A> sodded. <laughs> Our video producer this morning is Chapin. Hi. Are you in the chat this morning as well? Depends on if my managers are around because they've been they were They were hovering last Saturday. Yeah. They're, they're hovering around the all the people up front because Rat apparently bastards. there's been too many people. Right. Best not doing what they're supposed to do. Best. So I had to kind of be careful. A lot of them. <laughs> Mostly the high school kids. On the sly. <laughs> on the sly. On the DL. Yeah. <laughs> Overrunning our audio board this evening, our audio engineer and sound producer, Panda. Pushing all the buttons. Yay! Yay! I might be in the chat on Saturday. Yeah, you might be in the chat yeah. on Saturday? Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. I'll, I'll, I'll block it out on my calendar. Woohoo! All right. Today's show. We're talking about ethical non-monogamous. Oh, sorry. Finish my lovely rose. Oh, man. I told her to stay for this one, too, and I almost forgot she was on the phone still. How are you, dear? Are you, are you there? She's falling down the stairs. Sounds like she's falling down the stairs, but she's in the car. I'm here. There she is. How are you, baby? I would be better if you could remember me. I'm, be, I remember you all the time. Stop it. I've got my hands full. Cersei and Knox is over here riding Randy Andy where you're supposed to be, and she's giving me arguments, and I wasn't having any of it. And no, just all right. You have my attention. Tell the truth. It's, it's, it's the. Uh, it's I'm a little distracted. I don't know if that comes up on the camera. Can you get that to pull up on the camera a little better? Can you do that? That's 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 pretty fucking impressive. Look at this. 
if there's too much lighting. Oh, God damn. I got, a great, I got a great deal. I bet you do. God, I love being a lesbian. <laughs> All right, let's see if that works. No, do it again, do it again. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> nice. Got to do the lighting trick. We we lead a charmed life. We do lead a charmed <laughs> life. It's it's my privilege. Kegel weights and boob weights. You gotta train both ends, Kegel weights and boob weights. If you if you, yeah, it's like legs and arms. Balance. Yeah, that's right. You can't just do leg day. You gotta you gotta work the upper. You gotta do boob day. Boob day. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Boob day. Kegels and boobs. You gotta work them both. Otherwise, yeah, lopsided. Shut up. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we're talking about. Ethically non-monogamous people processing love and sex differently than the rest of the world. Yeah. All right, enlighten me. So I like to say kinky people are like Canadians. They're everywhere. You just don't know it because we blend in so well. <laughs> to, to Talking pro- about it. It's true. I need that one on a t-shirt. Talk about it, eh? <laughs> hey, I, 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 grew, I grew up in Buffalo in western New York, and like you, we used to change Canadian money for like regular money. Like We didn't give a shit. We're like, that's a Canadian dime. Whatever. It's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> We were like Canada light. <laughs> we were like Canada's redneck brother who lives in the basement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> On the rails. Saturday morning. <laughs> Americans shower just like everyone else. You hop in the shower and then you get the gun. All right. So my point is, like, this article comes from Forbes. Like, you'd be surprised how much shit we get from Forbes magazine. I just think it's really amazing that we can get, like, kinky material from what would be considered a business magazine. But Hey, let's yeah. face it. Yeah. It's a business. It is a business. <laughs> it's a business out there. It's kind um, of an thank industry. Thank God for that. <laughs> thank God higher education. The 2017 University of Texas study. This is what, parents, this is what you're saying. University your, your of Texas. University of Texas. Okay. They thought this needed to be investigated. Um. They, a couple things I will say about this study, very small. And they even mentioned this. There were only 20 participants, and there were only cis-hetero men. Okay. Uh, so this is what I call a smoke study. And by that, I mean when they did it, they kind of got smoke, so we don't know if there's a fire. There's definitely a lot of follow-up that needs to be done, but it's one of those preliminary studies where it's like, eh, we think we got some information, so let's let's go to the next down the path. So take, about, take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. Um, 20 cis-hetero men uh, between the ages of 22 and 50. Average age was 34. Um, And they wanted to understand how... I realize boxes are not nice. I don't like boxes because no one fits in a box. Doll fits in a trunk, but that's a different story. (laughs) You fit in the trunk. I fit in the trunk. (laughs) Check it out on our Patreon. I miss that car. Um, Wait, did you send me that? That's on our Patreon. Yeah, hang on a second. That's the one I totally trying to get my ass here on a Saturday, remember? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Good thing you weren't in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's okay there, dope <laughs> They They put participants into two groups, ten of each. Uh, you were either considered highly monogamous or ethically non-monogamous. Now, for definition, ENM is a very broad umbrella, umbrella, umbrella term. Under my umbrella. That basically means it's the anti-monogamous. But what I mean is, like, there's monogamous, and if you're not monogamous, then you're ENM. So it's swingers, it's poly people, it's basically anyone who engages in more than one sexual or romantic relationship at a time for various reasons. But not cheaters. We don't, you know, technically ENM are, we don't condone cheating. But in this study... Okay. There were people in the ENM group who had cheated. Got it. So I'm going to bring that up. No, you're right. Cheating is bad. No one endorses it, except you're a cheater when we don't we don't want to be associated with you. But in this study, they did take cheaters. Okay. 
that's one of the questions. Have you ever cheated on your partner? And there were people in this other group. I think it said like six or seven of the ten. It was okay. unusually high. All right. Anyway, two groups, ten each. Highly monogamous. Um, they define highly monogamous as fewer than five sexual partners. What have you done with your life? Never cheated. <laughs> and fantasized about people other than their current partner less than once a month. What? Yeah, like, okay. So wait, if you didn't fall into that category, you landed in the ethically non-monogamous well, well, category. You, I, or, or you <laughs> were... Because, wow! Or you weren't in the study. Like, I'm surprised they could find 10 people that met that criteria in the whole country. Like... <laughs> I know we don't. I know we don't shame here, and that that comes to we don't vanilla shame and we don't mono shame. I'm just, I'm blown away. Yeah. Wow. Like like I don't know anyone who is, yeah. Like, wow. I fantasize about the girl in the beer commercials, like, and and those come up every twelve minutes on TV. So, <laughs> all right. Very select group apparently. So they put That's them in one group. Twice. And then in the other group was the non-monogamous, or the ENMs. Uh, on average, they had 30 sexual partners, amateurs, uh, had cheated in the past, and typically dated more than one partner at once. So a lot of poly people, a lot of swingers, a lot of people who just like to have sex. All right. I'm not liking this sample group at all. <laughs> Why not? All right, because we're well, going... Well, first of all, which group? No, just the group. Okay. The the twenty participants. Okay. I do not like study. the sample study. All right. For the sole purpose of if this is buck if this is knocked down to ten people who've never ever fantasized about yeah. anyone other than their partner except for less than once a month, mm -hmm. like that stray chick on the commercial jumped so, into so your brain, the only, the only and then you're comparing that group months. to everyone else and we're calling them the ethically non-monogamous. Well, That's a little crazy. Well, I, I don't. I, I think there's a little. I think there's some gray. There area is some gray there, area, but yeah, there's a reason. Probably... They, there's a reason they polarized it. So if you've ever done any sort yeah. of experiment in sixth grade chemistry class, there's what's called the control and then the test group, and the control group needs to be as ordinary as possible because you need to make I, sure. That's my argument argument though right. those vanilla people are not ordinary by any stretch well, of the imagination they they when when we get into what they're trying to understand they yeah. want to make sure that other factors weren't right. blurring it they're trying to get these two groups as diametrically opposed as possible well they did a so, great job yeah apparently they, like i said i'm surprised they found 10 people for the first group right i bet i bet all that tribe in the amazon five of them lied <laughs> right five yeah. of them lied yeah, I was gonna say yeah, nine out of ten guys ten don't fantasize <laughs> about that, and that tenth guy's a fucking liar like the other guy. <laughs> the the um, other five were the twenty-year-olds. Uh, asked in this questionnaire, their partner was standing there, and they were like, "Give yeah, exactly. No, no, you better answer that right. No, sweetie, I've today. never wanted to fuck anyone else in my whole life ever. No. Aziz Ansari does this great bit about marrying your sweetheart. It's like never made any sense to me. It's like I'm sixteen. Clearly, nothing better is ever gonna happen to me my entire life. I might as well just lock this shit down now. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized you did that same thing, so I apologize. I just made a dick on my on the on air. It's fine. <laughs> I just got lucky, dude. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're fucking honest. I you're like, no, I got lucky. lucky. He had to have other experience to get there. I got lucky, yeah. and then we went out and had other experiences, and then went. No, oh, yeah, we had. Right sometimes first we have to. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we have to understand what we don't have to treasure what we do. Absolutely. Have. Yes. That's a fucking idiot. It took me forever. <laughs> All right, so we got these two diametrically opposed groups, right. ten people each. They then exposed each of these two groups to three groups of images, what they would call kind of just like generic or plain vanilla. Stock photos you find on a website, people gardening, people walking through the park, people cooking, like the most non-romantic, non-sexual images you could you could think of. Um, 
a second set of photos was what they would call romantic. Uh, so it would be people holding hands, people hugging, like non-sexual, touchy-feely kind of stuff. And then the third group of photos is my favorite, hardcore porn. Like, t just straight out, straight out intercourse. Uh, and, and they reviewed... Do that thing again. Yeah, that. Oh, God. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> they, uh, they then. Be here all week. Try the booth. Yeah. Veal. Veal. Try the booth. <laughs> they then studied the brain pattern imagery of these two groups. Now, again, 10 people in each group. You know, not a whole lot to yeah. go on, but it is kind of interesting what they found. Um, concerning the romantic imagery, mm -hmm. um, they looked at the brains of the monogamous men and they found that there was increased activity in what are called the reward areas of the brain. So things that kind of make us feel happy, that release serotonin. Um, monogamous men got more of these happy chemicals from the I want to hold hands pictures than the non-monogamous men. So they, they found more value in the, the monogamous men found more, I forgot to mention it's all men by the way, no women, yeah. sorry, no vaginas allowed. Um, cis hetero men as well. This is the most like non-comprehensive study on yeah. the planet. They might as well just grab 20 people off the street and be like, yeah, you're fine, get over here. I bet you that's what they did. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, so monogamous men found more value out of straight up romantic pictures as we'll call it. Um, Wait, non-monogamous romantic men? Monogamous yeah, men, men found more value out of romance than non-monogamous men. Okay. All right. So basically people who aren't in this room found more <laughs> value. <laughs> I'm pretty much everyone here at some point, E&M, to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Almost. e and such a broad term. All right. In theory. Yeah. You looking for some someone to test out that theory the, with you? The paper is a lie, but, you know, maybe. Someday. Someday? Okay. You got my number. <laughs> I, I do. I do have your number. I know where you live. I don't know where you live. Don't know where I live. <laughs> that didn't sound stalkery at all. All right. <laughs> um, I have your boombox in the corner. <laughs> in your eyes. So you shouldn't have said that because in the middle of quarantine, I almost did that. I have a boombox in my basement, and I almost drove by Doll's house, and I was just going to stand on the hood of my car and be like, "You're right." I have a trench coat if you need. <laughs> I also have a trench. I've got a couple of fedoras. See, we're here for you, dude. We got your back. All right. Um, all right. I got nothing going on for the next two months. I can really help you out on this one. Uh, when monogamous men were presented pictures of the sexual imagery, um, those, area, <laughs> those areas of the brain that lit up with romantic imagery continued to light up. So what the researchers saw from that is that Monogamous men got the same reaction from people holding hands as people having sex. So follow me on this. What what the argument there is, they kind of equate those two things. Okay. This is where we're going with it. All right. All right. If you're monogamous men saw holding hands and having sex as equivalent. Okay. okay. With non-monogamous men, a different part of the brain lit up with sexual imagery. So monogamous men, there's this one part of the brain that lights up when they see both romance and sexual. With non-monogamous men, it's the same part with romance, but then there's a different part that lights up when they see sex. Okay. So the theory, or what we're getting here then, is that, I'm getting to the point in a minute, mm -hmm. that non-monogamous men view those two things as different because the brain reacts to them differently. Um, to get more specific, with monogamous men, um, the what I call the reptile brain uh, does not differentiate between sex and romance. They see holding hands essentially as equivalent as fucking. Okay. That's that's what they're. That's... That this is what the study essentially is saying. Um, with non-monogamous men, 
I don't want to put this. Um, they make the distinction. They make the, well, not just they make the distinction, but they said with non-monogamous men, they view romance on a higher cognitive level. And by that, I mean monogamous men see romance as the doorway to procreation. Mm-hmm. Whereas non-monogamous men see sex as procreation and romance as something above and beyond that. Okay. Does I'm that make sense so far? Yes, I'm with you so far. Yeah. Right. Okay. They also found that uh, previous, um, for previous studies had shown that non-monogamous individuals, so ENM people, have higher levels of testosterone. So they're explaining why did this happen. They think that if you're poly or ENM, you may have higher levels of testosterone than people who aren't. Or a greater prevalence of a specific dopamine receptor gene. Dope. Okay. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So what does this all Thank mean? Thank you. Thank you. Now we're presented with the question that I love this great. Are you genetically hardwired to be ENM? Huh. Yeah. See, I okay. think that that's that's one conclusion. Now again, so it's a dopamine receptor, is what you're saying. They're saying that that in the non-monogamous group, they have higher levels of testosterone production, <laughs> and they have additional dopamine receptors. See, hearing that that's kind of wired like that, definitely. I've had a couple of people talk to me and go, "Well, do you think that being non-monogamous is the same as having like a sexual orientation?" Great. And I was like, I had no idea how to. An- I had no yeah. idea how to answer that, and now. I still don't, but that's yeah. an interesting fact. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad you Maybe. brought... Maybe. I'm glad you brought... Oh, oh here we go. Here we go. I'm going to hear this. All right. So, um, I think that's why some people enter the poly lifestyle and struggle with it so much, and other people can enter it, and jealousy isn't nearly as much of an issue. Okay. That they're, they're chemically or biologically designed that way. They're more inclined one way or the other. Okay. Well, well, yeah. So, like, jealousy is not as as big of an issue if you're all if you can already differentiate yeah. sex as versus romance. If those things are different. No, I'm glad. I'm, Stinger Switch, I'm glad you brought up the poly the poly concept as far as it relates to LGBTQIA because it's something that we've talked about a lot. And, and me personally, I've never really landed on a yes or no. I think I I like the argument of. I, I don't think you are born poly, but I do like the concept that you're predisposed to it. I think it's a gray area. And, like, it's not, well, I'm that's how I am. I think it's more of a, it's like heart disease, for lack of a better Well, I guess being poly could be a form of heart disease. <laughs> we, we, we o- only bring... in the poly world can you be madly in love and heartbroken on the same day. I <laughs> we need to bring back the perspective that only 20 people and only men exactly. were Right. We're exactly. This is highly skeptical at best. Now, they also brought up a non-biological um, response, which is interesting, um, which I hope isn't true, because when I say it as a poly person, I almost get borderline offended, even though I shouldn't take this personally. Because the nature of the brain, the more that input it takes in, the more it grows and changes. Like a br- Your brain is not like your bones in the mm-hmm. fact that once your femur grows, it's your femur. Right. Your brain is muscle. constantly He's evolving. It's a muscle. Exactly. Um, because um, monogamous men viewed this similarity between relationship and romance, what they thought was they were able to form these connections between romance and sexuality or they tied it together because they had had more fulfilling relationships. And, yeah, exactly. Like that's, that, that was my first response. 
as the romantic relations they had were more fulfilling from a not just a romantic but a sexual standpoint they learned to incorporate these it's basically saying i love this person we have great sex therefore love and romance must be tied whereas if you're enm it's like i love this person but we've had shitty sex or we have great sex but i don't love this person so it kind of stays segregated i guess i guess the argument is monogamous people tend to have more they, quote they, unquote, they, 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 they mingle those. They have more package deals, for lack of a better okay. term. I, I would wonder if the um, the the non-monogamous group had been shown video of one of their partners, if the same areas would have lit up. I mean, if you're looking at random strangers yeah. with romance and random strangers with porn... That's separate. Yeah, but we're if you're about looking, twenty people here. I, I know, but, but you know, you every study starts with a small study, and then you see if there is there anything to go with, and then you can go on and get grants to do bigger studies. You know, you, you okay. only have so much yeah. money to start with. Exactly. Um, I would agree, so, however, that monogamous individuals tend to create a a bond link that links the relationship and love with sex itself. Right. As if the label of marriage or boyfriend girlfriend gave you exclusivity in that area. That's, I'm wondering if, if those same areas light up because that's the way they've been trained. Holding hands leads to kissing, leads to you know second base, third yeah. base leads to sex. I, 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 I'm sorry, continue. No. No, that, I, I want to see what would happen if they showed pictures of their partner doing porn. Yes. That would have been interesting. Yeah. I, I'm with you on this. I mean, I mean we're, we're 20 minutes into this at this point. That, that's and fine. I'm, I, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, yeah. I, I'm on board with the... Are we genetically predisposed? I like the way you worded yeah, that. I like that too. Um, if you're saying that the people who are in the study who are ethically non-monogamous had higher levels of testosterone, is that an indicator? Sure, because I would think every woman on the planet has testosterone in her body as well. True. Did we check to see if people who are female and ethically non-monogamous do they have higher levels of testosterone right. than than monogamous? I mean, so yeah, I mean, Texas, get on that University. Yeah, of Texas. Texas, get on that shit. All right. Uh, but I, I like Grant. I like the. I'll talk to him, Dave. I'll talk to him while I'm down there. Yeah, thanks. go for it. <laughs> as a as a, I mean, in my head, that's just I mean that's just where I'm at in my head. I I, yeah. I think I, I like the genetically predisposed, um, and I think everything else beyond that, I, I think can be. Are, are we being brought up? I mean, just from our culture, you know, I mean, if some mm -hmm. of these guys are like, this is, you know, we're going to lock this shit down. Betty Sue is, you know, we're not getting any younger. I'm 16. I'm going to have to graduate, go to prom. And then after that, I'm at the factory. Yeah. I should probably lock this shit down pretty quick. I mean, if that's how you're raised, then yeah, you know, 20 years down the road, ethically non-monogamous might be, I mean, if, if you're, if you've been happy or even if you've just settled because, mm -hmm. hey, let's face it, a lot of couples out there settle. If you're if you if you're living that life and you're living a good life, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you've had a bunch of bad relationships, and then you know you get twenty years down the road and you go, you know what? Maybe, maybe a little less monogamy is something that I should be thinking. So the the article brings us up. One shortcoming of it is that it's a point in time study. They yeah. said there could be a lot of value in revisiting the same group Absolutely. five years, 10 years, 15 years down the road, oh, giving them new brain scans and asking them questions about what's happened in their life and see how that has affected if there have been any changes. I, see, sure. I like that a lot. That's interesting. Yeah. That makes this study feel a little less weird. No, yeah. Not yeah, weird could... like, oh my God, but like weird like, Jesus, does yeah. that really cover anything? You're, you're studying yeah. 20 men in Texas and 10 of them don't fantasize about anyone other than their partner. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, I don't know how you found those 10 men <laughs> in the country, let alone Texas. <laughs> I know. Texas is absolutely right. 
they were maybe towards the higher age end of the study where you know they've they've gotten settled and they're they're done. Yeah. Those are forty five year old ranchers out there. <laughs> fifty year old ranchers. Fuck, but, I'm only fifty. Yeah. But fifty five year old ranchers out there. <laughs> Emily Emily Rose brings up a good point. Um, as far as people who. Uh, who are polyamorous on average i think tend to have less problems with jealousy not that they don't experience and i think you know swingers this would be equal as well they they have less of an issue with it but i always thought it was it was interesting that people who are new to the poly or the enm community that i talk to a lot of people about this and that always seems to be not just the biggest but the first stumbling block it absolutely is it's how do i get over the concept that my partner is doing something with someone else panda. hey i struggle panda yeah. Yeah, so to your point, Wall Street, that, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. So before I had even considered, you know, ethical non-monogamy, you know, I had always seen all of these couples that had this, we're going to keep score. I, I can do this for you and you can do this for me. Guilty. Um, and I always thought, okay, well, what about the couples who don't keep score? What, what about the couples who don't put that pressure on their partner, whether, you know, sexually or emotionally? You know, not everybody's wired the same. So that's when I really started to look into that ethical non-monogamy. And it's, it's really interesting that that was actually when I discovered, you know, asexuality. You know, not personally, but there are people who are asexual but still want more than, you know, a platonic relationship mm -hmm. among friends. They still want that intimate emotional connection right. with people. Um, so I think it's, it's really interesting that from a non-ethically monogamous you know, perspective into one, you know, those are some of the parallels that I was able yeah. to draw. Stinger switch. I can speak on asexuality in that um, I, at one point over the summer, I was in a three, well, I was, I had two partners and my one girlfriend had a boyfriend and that was kind of our polycool. Um, and I was not sexually active with either of them, actually, because both of them were asexual. And it was very eye-opening to me to see how emotionally intimate and like even physically still like without like sex i could be with someone without having sex with them it was a very eye-opening experience was it for me no i am not asexual but it definitely did teach me about how people do live that way mm -hmm. yeah it was an interesting experience and definitely taught me the value of quality time as a whole without it being sexy time well, while i am not asexual i find as i get older i'm becoming more towards that end and what i mean by that is if a hundred is hypersexual and zero is asexual i'm probably less than 50. like i'm i'm less than average when it comes to that i've said it a thousand times there are days most days i will take cuddling over sex any day of the week i just i just want to lie down Shit, that is that is one of dolls and i's favorite activity i'll be like can we just go down it, it, go upstairs, lie down in the bed, turn on the TV, and kind of maybe just fall asleep. Hey, bud. It's amazing. Hey, bud. To both. Bud. Are you there? I'm here. On, on a scale of zero being asexual and 100 being hypersexual, what's my number? You? Um, probably 107. 107. Okay, cool. Thanks. Sounds about right. All right. I love you, baby. I was just asking. Uh, no, I wouldn't go there. I would. Okay, maybe right now. But I think that's a huge advantage of ENM is that if you have a partner who has a differing sex drive, um, having other sexual partners can be very helpful. I'm pretty tied up. I don't know what she is, but she's definitely above 50. I would probably say she's probably closer to 70. Um, 
it sounds from from the outside world coming in uh, from, from the outside world looking in it sounds very weird to say well where's your wife eh, out fucking some guy and you're no good because i got peace and quiet it's like it's like yes please take my hot wife off my hands so i can watch tv it sounds weird but it's all right we're okay with that because oh for, I think what you're saying is that, that that separation in the brain means that you can recognize that sex and romance or love yep. are not Bingo. necessarily the same thing. You can yep. make that distinction. I can, I can love someone without having sex with them. I can have sex with someone without loving them. But even more so, I can do both and someone yes. else can do both. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Interesting. Kenneth, you Mike. I was going to say, I... Think I can follow, but when it comes to sex, I have to respect them. That's the only thing. I can. I got to be friends with you. I can't hook up. That's horrible. I, I wish I could, but I can't. I'm not wired that way. I I think my problem is I get a bad case of the feels. Um, oh. Yeah, you, panda. See, I would agree. Like, I personally identify as pansexual, so like I can't have that intimate relationship with someone without having. Some sort of emotional connection, but at the exact same time, like I've been unpartnered for a duration that I will not name. But that's okay. Like I've learned so much about me personally and what I want out of a relationship, right? Because of that. Yeah. It's. I found that it's important to be able to function as your own unit still. Absolutely. You know, there have been times where I was well while I was single in the interim between the last next to me. Um, where I was like, okay, I have a night to myself. What does Mike, what does Stinger, I almost did it to yeah. myself. Wow, I really need a drink now. What does Stinger Switch like to do just, just by myself? Yeah. And for a while I was at a loss. I was like, damn, I don't know what I like to do anymore. This is a problem. And I figured out, you know, if I can kick it with myself, then I will never actually be lonely. One thing yeah, I, I love so much about the poly community that doesn't really extend necessarily to other areas of ENM is the A word, autonomy, which does a couple things. It basically states people are free to do whatever they want. But the corollary to that is in order to accept autonomy in your life, the first thing you need to do is be okay with yourself. You have to be okay making your own decisions on your own and saying, this is what I want and this is what I'm okay with. And it's it's a loving yourself is a beautiful feeling. It's absolutely fantastic. Long journey, bro. Oh, yeah. How we doing? I think we're good. It's about 30 minutes, right? Yeah, it's yeah. 30 minutes. That's why I'm Lily Rose. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. No? Okay. I'm just stopping to get gas. Yeah, sorry. That's okay, baby. Interesting. Wall Street. This is a bogus, a lovely article. Warm feels. This study sucked. I, it's an interesting start. Yeah. It's an interesting All right, I'll, I'll give you. It's an interesting start. Let's see what Texas can do, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, I, I think that I think there's just a lot of questions here. I mean, yeah. A lot of questions. Like I said, it's a smoke. It's we got a little bit of evidence. Let's see where it leads. Maybe we're wrong, but I think it's right. it's promising. All right. All right, guys, what do we miss? Drop it in the comments below. Make sure you like, subscribe, do all that stuff. And if you have like, like things that you want us to bring up and talk about on the show, if you have suggestions for the show, make sure you reach out to us, uh, nvtrist at gmail.com or just 717-925-0603. Call us and leave us a message and, uh, you know, talk about it. You can reach out to us. Check the video description below. The link to the uh, article that we're talking about is in the – it'll be in the description. Uh, but on top of that – it. We're here. Like, talk to us. That's what, that's what we. That's what we want. Provide show for. suggestions. Take the, yeah, the ease get, off of Wall Street. Yeah, Wall Street's Wall Street's losing his brain. Nah, make him work. Uh, 
Wall Street's like ninth annual staycation where he just stays home from work all day for a whole week is coming up first week of February. So, yeah, I literally have nothing to do. Please call me and talk to me and keep me busy. Yeah, you can reach out to us on social media. Check out all the Twitter links and the video description. Don't below. ask him to do anything. He's lazy. Yeah, don't ask him to do anything. He doesn't do anything at all. Like, he doesn't run this group. He doesn't, like, moderate that. He doesn't. He doesn't well, then I, say, the I can do all that group. from my couch. That's why I do it. <laughs> he didn't start any new groups. He hasn't started any other munches. I need to. He's not running video date night or anything like that. I, I need to get Brothers in Bondage updated. Yeah. <laughs> we got that's, four. Why, that's why I brought it up. I was like, oh, I saw that. We, I got saw that four, we got four people. I mean, three if you don't count me, but, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, that's how this show started five years Pretty ago. Pretty much, yeah. It was me and, me and Envy and Sal. <laughs> it's a cock processing plant. Drunk. Drunk. For three hours. At a time. Easy. I recall those days. Oh, every week. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot for hanging out with the K-10 Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Nominal Interest. Wednesday's show is... Uh, the one where your head explodes. Yeah, the one where my head explodes because <laughs> misandry is a thing, and some people think it's cool. And It's not cool. It's, not it's cool. necessary. No, it's not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Anyway. <laughs> hey, it, was, it got heated in here. <laughs> So, guys, thanks a lot for hanging with the K1 Podcast for Cersei and Nuts for Wall Street for KMFT Mike. For the and for Fetish Model Emily Rose and for Panda and for Stinger Switch. And tell me again. Sawdust Stud. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and Chapin, I'm your host, Mr. Nominal Trust. We will catch up with you guys on Wednesday. Chapin, kick us out. sponsors. They're for men. Ah! Use it anyway. 
Adult supervision recommended. Just do it! You're listening to the Non-Vanillatrist K101 Podcast with Mr. NVT. I will do whatever it is that you want. They don't even pay me to be here. Oh, I'm very wet. I'm just really trying to turn you guys on. That's all I want to do. Yeah, pull them pants down. Boobies! Yeah!